On today's Locked On Texan podcast, what does April 1st mean for the Houston Texans? Are there any players out there that have relationships with Levy Smith that make sense for Houston to bring into a free agency? And we continue with our own free agency scouting report. Who stays, who goes? But first, Cody, start the countdown. You are Locked On Texans. Your daily Houston Texans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in, everybody, to another episode of the Locked On Texans podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for making the Locked On Texans your first listen every day. We are free and available on all major podcasts and platforms and YouTube. Sorry that we missed Monday's show. Uh, technical difficulties got the best of us. However, we are back and ready to talk Texas. But before we do, you guys can let us know how your weekend was in the comments. But, Cody, how was your weekend, man? Man, it was good. Me and the wife, we are getting ready to move. So starting next week, for those of you watching on YouTube, I'm going to have a different background. Hopefully, I can have some more of my stuff in the picture, not her stuff in the picture. But overall, it was a really good weekend. Of course, had an opportunity to work a Houston Sabercats game. They lost. After that, on Sunday, had an opportunity to cover the Houston Rockets inside the Toyota Center. They lost. So, John, once again, it's just another random sports week in the city of Houston. Cody, are you bad luck? I don't know, man. I'm really starting to think so because it's kind of ironic that as soon as I started getting credentials and as soon as I started coming around the Texans and the Rockets, this just seems like the teams just started to just decline and we had a point of no return. Jesus, man. Well, I can't <laughs> wait to talk about the uh, Houston Texans, but before we do, did you catch those Quincy Avery's comments? Yeah, man. The Walmart yeah. employee comments? That was so disrespectful, John and listeners. And if you don't mind me just having a little bit of a moment here, John, that was by far one of the most disrespectful things that I've ever heard, especially for someone as a quarterback coach like Quincy Avery. Now, if I'm Quincy Avery and I'm working with Deshaun, knowing what Deshaun Watson has going on off the field, I'm trying my best to not disassociate myself with him, but kind of keep my client under the wraps because look i'm pretty sure he wanted to use this as a way to try to push the texans into trading him but it's not gonna work and john when you take a look at the receiving cores that deshaun watson had during the 2020 season yes this was a receiving core coming off an offseason where you lost deandre hopkins i understand that but at the end of the day, the Houston Texans still did a solid job putting talent around Deshaun Watson in terms of the receiving core. Because if I'm not mistaken, if I'm not mistaken, you could correct me if I'm wrong. Brandon Cooks did catch for over a thousand yards last year, correct? He did, and the year before. And, and the year before, Will Fuller, a guy who, if he, if he did not get busted for PEDs. He would have been a receiver to catch for over a thousand yards. And that would have been the first time in Deshaun Watson's career he had not one, but two wide receivers that caught for over a thousand receiving yards. Not only that, John, you could correct me if I'm wrong, and maybe we might do like a little debating back and forth, but Kiki QT, during the time he was out there on the field, I would say he was better than people working at Walmart. Wouldn't you agree? 
Yeah, I don't see too many. Uh, I don't see too many uh, <laughs> cart cart pushes being able to run a four four and score touchdowns on Sundays, man. And I, I think those comments were tasteless. And Cody, to your point, I don't think that he should distance himself from from Deshaun Watson. They're already kind of in too deep, but I think you should just be quiet at this point. Exactly. Anybody surrounding uh, Deshaun Watson or is a part of that entourage, so just honestly be quiet. Plead the fit. Don't say anything. Don't get in the news. Don't be a distraction or a turnoff for other teams. While when the time for the time is ready for him to pull the trigger on a trade, you're not a part of any negative press that he's actually going to have to carry with him because face it, ladies and gentlemen, whether he gets off clean or not, there will always be negative press to surround Deshaun Watson and help your client out by just being quiet. I thought those exactly. comments were very disrespectful to a Brandon Cooks who's played with the likes of Drew Brees and Tom Brady, put up a thousand yard receiving season with those guys, two quarterbacks that are ranked higher than Deshaun Watson. And at this point, uh, we're, we're going to get into it actually in a couple of uh, seconds, but I don't know what we're ever going to see Deshaun Watson play football again. Hmm. Uh, I saw a report, or not a report, an article stating that maybe the Texans uh, will have to eventually release Deshaun. Uh, and I think that's absurd, by the way. But, you know, Deshaun has been in bad press for the last two years, man. And I think if you're a real friend to him, you kind of just back off of anything negative. And calling Brandon Cooks, of all people, you know, a part of the Walmart squad, uh, the, the, uh, the uh, what you call those, the, the, the shopper, the secret shopper type of guy, you know, Will Fuller, who is a talented whenever he's on the field and healthy. And one he's of Deshaun Watson's close friends as well. Right, man. They had a, a, a great relationship during that time in Houston. And a lot of people speculated that, that's why Will Fuller eventually signed with Miami because he expected Deshaun Watson to be going down there to play for the Dolphins. And so those comments to me were just completely out of line. And uh, I look at Quincy Avery as a guy who has made, you know, did good for himself as a quarterback coach. But if this is your boy, if I'm just speaking frank right now, like this is not anything that has anything to do with the Locked On Texas, Texas or broadcasting. If this your boy, man, if this your dog, why are you just not shutting up, right? This is something else people are going to use to attack your client. Now, is he your client or is he your boy? Those are two different things. If that's my boy, I'm being quiet. If that's my client, I can talk a little bit because clients and partners are two different things. But let's move on forward to Deshaun Watson. And we just wanted to give you guys an update. Cody, what do we know? 22 women are filing civil filing civil lawsuits. Eight of those women have filed police reports as of last week. Uh, Tony Busby has been pushing for a de- deposition. Rusty Harden has argued that his client should be, should not be disposed. Uh, de- I'm sorry, yeah, uh, deposed uh, until it's been decided if Watson will face criminal charges. Last Monday, Harden sought to delay Watson's impeding their positions by saying that the uh, Harris County Court District Attorney Office expect to make a decision on a possible criminal charges by April 1st. However, after Busby argued a delay is unfair to the women, the bulk of whom already have been disposed by Watson's legal team, a Harris County judge uh, 
compromise ruling uh, that Watson can be disposed in the civil cases that involve women who already have been disposed and have not filed criminal complaints. The judge ordered those depositions to take place as soon as Harden is available, which will more than likely be uh, around the first week or two in March. This is according to the cron.com. They're doing a, an amazing job following that story. So that's what I wanted to bring to you guys. I think it's important to keep uh, everybody in the loop in terms of what's going on with Deshaun Watson and this lawsuit. And as of tonight, February 28th, today, it'll, well, tomorrow, it'll publish on March 1st. Uh, we have the free agency coming up, the combine is coming up, and then we will have the draft, ladies and gentlemen. April 1st is a big day for Houston because if he does not get criminal charges, then I expect other teams to look at this situation and say he'll be able to handle all of that on his own in terms of the civil lawsuits. As long as he's not getting jail time, <laughs> he can play for us in the upcoming future. And so that'll be huge for Houston as they await word. Football season may be over, but basketball is in full steam for both pro and college hoops. From all of the latest odds, totals, player performance props to where the next fire coach is going to land, BetOnline.net is the number one spot for all of your sports betting needs. BetOnline remains the best spot for all of your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just basketball. BetOnline.net is your source for hockey, boxing, UFC odds, right to the Vegas, uh, Vegas games and the Olympic coverage as well. So head to the website today. Or use your mobile device to learn more about all of the trends and action because Better Line is where the game starts. Thanks for making Locked On Texans your first listen every day. Make sure you're following Locked On NFL. Locked On experts covering the biggest stories around the NFL every Monday through Friday in less than 30 minutes. It's free and available wherever you get podcasts. As we continue our discussion surrounding free agents, Excuse me, free agency, Cody. You know, first and foremost, the combine is on, is here. They're gonna hear We're from Nick Casario later today. Right, man, right. We're gonna be getting prepped for uh, the draft soon. But when you build a franchise, when you're building something special, or when you're building something better than what was built before you, you know, free agency is very important. And with the Houston Texans, they have around. 17 to 18 million dollars in cap space and so i do think for the texas it's very important to get a couple of these deals done number one on that list is Kamu rougier hill he's number one number two i think desmond king is number two of the players you should get re-signed of course we look at justin reed um he had his comments on he liked to be well he's not opposed to coming back after the lovey smith hiring you know he's he's backing that move he loves playing for Lovey Smith. Then we look at Malik Collins. And so there's about four to five players already here on the Texan roster that they should get those deals done as soon as possible. The only asterisk I put behind, uh, behind a player would be Justin Reed. Uh, I don't know how much his contract will cost the Houston Texans. And uh, on top of that, you can't franchise tag on Mika Fitzpatrick really did the uh, number from uh, the market number for safeties. Gave them a boost that I don't think Justin Reed uh, should be should be getting. I'm not counting pockets, but the Houston Texans cannot afford that amount of money for Justin Reed if they do not have Super Bowl sight. So uh, 
that's important to look at the players on the roster. We'll continue our conversation uh, moving forward about who else the Texans should bring in. However, there are also former players that make sense in free agency that Houston should look at. And I like Kawan Alexander and Adam Humphreys. And I want to give you guys where this idea came from. You know, I'm a part of the Texan Twitter streets. <laughs> well, a lot goes on uh, in those Texan Twitter streets, but I look at this direct tweet that we discussed uh, over the weekend, Cody and I, from at J-R-L-T-U, Texan on Twitter. And he had a list of former Bucks coach, uh, former players that were coached by Lovey Smith, uh, Safety Bradley McDuffkill, linebacker Kawan Alexander, a D-tackle Akeem Spence, D-tackle William Golston, D-tackle uh, Gerald McCoy, wide receiver Adam Humphreys, quarterback Jameis Winston, quarterback Mike Glennon. And Spence spent time uh, with Nick Casario in New England in 2020. And so I immediately look at Kawan Alexander from this list. Uh, he played under Levy Smith in 2015. Contract-wise, I think it'll make some sense. And we'll give Houston some depth at linebacker at that position. And I also think Houston should draft a linebacker as well. So we're not going to just leave it up to the the, uh, the free agency. However, Kirksey, Hill, who I mentioned, and Pierre Lewis, Kevin Pierre Lewis are all free agents. They all signed one-year deals. Of those three, I think Lewis immediately comes to mind as a player you don't resign. Uh, resign after an underwhelming season that he spent here in Houston. Uh, Kirksey, from my opinion, I think he's on the edge. Houston may look to bring him back. They may look to just let him walk in free agency. Alexander, at the very least, will be an upgrade over Lewis. Uh, there will be a change in scheme as the Saints were 3-4. He'll be coming to Houston as a 4-3 linebacker. However, I think he's a little bit more talented and can add more uh, in the run game as far as getting those tackles than uh, Kevin Pierre-Lewis. And so I also look at Adam Humphreys. Only for the reasons why I was okay with Danny and Madonna coming back. Just you look at Adam Humphreys, he's a younger player. Just around 5'11, 6 foot. Whenever he's healthy and on the field, he is a great security blanket for quarterbacks. I look at that great year that he had in Tennessee where he had over 700 um, receiving yards and about four touchdowns. Or so he's not a receiver that's going to knock your socks off. He's not a receiver that, you know, Throughout the course of now 17 games, you're going to look every game and say, wow, he impacted every game. But he is a receiver that's going to impact the small things, keeping these drives alive, right? You may have a game where I look at the New York Giant game this past year where he caught four catches, five, four or five catches for 77 yards. Like those are some of the games where he can have consistently. Uh, throughout the season, kind of sprinkling in here a couple of weeks by, and, and you know he has a big game if he's healthy and contract-wise, it makes sense. He will not be due a big payday. So for Houston, as much as we hate to say it, getting some of these lower-valued players, you know the lower the low risk, the high reward players, that may be in favor for Houston for at least one more season going into free agency. Yeah. Uh, first off, John, when I look at free agency when you look at the defensive side of the ball i know you just say you know you're really not big on christian kersey coming back but to be honest with you john listeners and viewers 
I really don't want to see the Texans put too much of their free agency stock on the defensive side of the ball because I do believe we could see a better version of this Texans defense with the with a better offense with Pep Hamilton taking over as the offensive coordinator. Yeah, you know you upgrade. And of course, you guys know me. I'm really big on the Texans drafting a you know one of the top tier defensive backs in this year's upcoming draft. On the offensive side of the ball, that is where I want to see the Texans go hard in rebuilding this roster. And you look at some of the guys that Lovey Smith had an opportunity to coach. You stole my guy Humphreys. I would like to see the Texans go after him because for all of all of the things that you mentioned, I do believe heading into the 2022 season, the Houston Texans, their top two wide receiver has to be Brandon Cooks and Nico Collins. But they're going to need a third receiver to depend on. Both of us agreed that Dan Danny Amendola should come back. I believe he should only come back just because he was one of the top leaders in that locker room, but he should not be your third best receiver in 2022. And that is that is a, a huge mistake that the Texans had last year. But John, there is a guy on this list that I am a little bit intrigued by, but I will only say... <laughs> I will only say the Texans should only bring him in if he doesn't have a job and you don't have a, a solid backup quarterback. And you know what? Can I stop you really quick? Are you going to go with Jameis Winston? Yes. So. And I, I'm, I'm going to tell you why. I'm going to tell you why. I just want to say this. Here's, here's my thought on Jameis Winston. It really depends on how they feel about – Davis Mills as their quarterback in 2022 mm -hmm. and the future of the quarterbacks that may be coming out or free agency in 2023 moving forward. If you are not 100% sold on Davis Mills, as some people may not be, then yeah, you look at Jameis Winston and see if you can bring him in. However, I'm, you know, I'm kind of looking at that contract and what he may cost and what that cost too much for Houston. But yeah, I knew you were going to go there. I, and to be honest with you, John, if he does depart, I think I'm, I'm looking at this from a standpoint. I think Winston and the Texans will be kind of last case scenario for both parties involved. But at the same time, it could be the best case scenario for both parties involved. Because, look, I'm all aboard on Davis Mills as a starting quarterback for 2022. But when I take a look at Jameis Winston, it kind of I kind of goes back. I, I kind of go back to the conversation you and I had last week about whether or not the Texans should pursue Mitchell Trubisky. And I'm taking a look at it from a standpoint like if the Texans were able to go after Mitchell Trubisky, why not go take another level and go after Jameis Winston. And I think this will be a fair quarterback situation for Winston and Mills because, be, because Jameis Winston is coming off an ACL tear. He's not going to come in and be the number one starting quarterback for the Houston Texans. I still think Davis Mills will still have the job secure. But if by any chance... Davis Mills starts showing some type of decline, let's say about week four, week five of the regular season, and you still want to be more competitive than the team that you was last year, then I can say 
you could make that substitution and put Jameis Winston in, showcase what he can do. You know, hopefully he could get you, let's say, to the 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 I would guess this will be the ceiling to six to seven games next year. Then you move on from him, let him go sign somewhere else, and then you know at this point Davis Mills will not be the guy to take over as your new franchise starting quarterback. Now you are more comfortable drafting one of the top quarterbacks in next year's draft or going after another quarterback in free agency. That is how I'm looking at this. I just, I, I look at Jameis, uh, for one, I think the, the New Orleans Saints are definitely resigned. Oh yeah, most like, definitely. Unless they're running for like a, a Russell Wilson or, you know, some of these top quarterbacks that may want to move on or in hidden free agency. I think the Saints and, and Jameis Wilson should definitely come to terms. Uh, however, when I look at Houston, I wouldn't want Jameis Winston. This is my only personal opinion. I know no speculation about what the Texans are doing. I wouldn't want Jameis because, for me, Jameis needs a winning situation. Hmm. This is not a winning situation. And if we're looking at Davis Mills, who will be on this roster, I don't think bringing in a quarterback like Jameis Winston will be – good for his quarterback development or what he can possibly be for this franchise. Guys, I'm, 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 I'm in on Davis Mills, right? And I look at quarterbacks that are free agents right now as guys that can come in and be number two to Mills until we're able to see why he shouldn't be number one anymore. That's and, and, and that's why I'm getting that at Jameis Winston. And like I just mentioned, one, he's coming off an of ACL tear and two, Winston was on the trajectory, and I think I mentioned this last year, I mean, last week, Winston was on a trajectory to have one of his best seasons. I mean, in seven games, he only threw three interceptions, and that was a big improvement from the last time he was a starting quarterback in seven games. I think he already had like 15 interceptions at that point, but... And, and that is why I would like to see the Texans at least sign a decent backup quarterback, because... I'm all in on Davis Mills. I believe in him 100%. But like I just mentioned, if come week four, week five of the regular season, and Mills isn't developing like we all expecting to or hoping to, I could see the Texans moving on fast because with Lovey Smith taking over as this team's new head coach, Nick Casario taking a step back, this team wants to be better than the than the circus that they put put out there on the field throughout the 2021 season. This episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to carry and stock all the parts you need. And so why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry. I think we can do better than that. You also have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Right here. You can use this. Okay? Save time and money when using Rock Auto. I choose to spend up to 30, 50, even 100% more for the same car parts from a chain store or a car dealership. Rock Auto can get you out a little bit cheaper than that. Gas prices are way too high. So if you got to get something fixed in your car, do not spend more money. And I'll give you an example. A Honda Odyssey fuel pump is $353 from a chain store, $216 from Rock Auto. 
Come on, man. We got to make the smarter decision. On top of that, Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right? Locked on Texans in there. How did you hear about us, Box? So they know we send you. Amazing selection. Reliably low prices. All the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com. Thanks for making the Locked On Texans your first listen every day. Now make your second listen Locked On NFL Draft. Ryan Tracy and former NFL scout Eric Crocker bring the NFL Draft to life every day with insight and analysis on college football prospects and front offices. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. And continue here with this Tuesday installment of Locked On Texans. John and I want to continue our free agency profile as we take a look at players on this roster as of right now and discuss whether or not they should return to the Houston Texans or depart prior to the 2022 season. And John, this is a position it seems like the Houston Texans have had a hard time trying to figure out ever since the departure of Owen Daniels in 2014. And there was a moment after the 2018 NFL draft, it seemed like Jordan Aikens was going to be the future of this position. But unfortunately, it, it seems like Aikens fell victim to being one of the guys here prior to Nick Casario that, with the exception of Justin Reed, it seems like Casario has been getting everybody out off of 16 and Kirby. Now, I do want to mention this. In terms of Jordan Aikens' production this season... I'm looking at it from a standpoint, I think the Texans were kind of using him the wrong way. This is a guy who is more so of a receiver tight end, and it seems like the Texans only put him in as a blocking tight end. Yeah, and one thing I think that really hurt Jordan Aikens is the play calling of Tim Kelly and Bill O'Brien. I look at him as a player that from his rookie year on up to last season, we look at 17, 36, 37, 24, these are all the reception, excuse me, the reception numbers from rookie year to last season with his best year being with 2019 with 36 catches for 418 yards and two touchdowns. He would never, he never graduated into being a real red zone threat for the Deshaun Watson era mm-hmm. Texans. Uh, he never really graduated into being a better blocker than what uh, he came into the league as, which is something I really want Brevin Jordan to really put that energy and focus in on. And, you know, when I look at him being a part of this offense, I look at his what he's not naturally able to do like blocking. But I also think that, you know, Tim Kelly and Bill O'Brien really hindered his success. Once teams kind of caught on to their RPO, you know, that wrinkle in the game that they tried to add, and it, it worked, you know, for a couple of seasons. But it just seems like that became – very readable, you know, uh, and it didn't really add a different dynamic for the Texans. And moving forward, he just kind of fell out of rotation, especially last season. And on top of that, Houston never really fully committed to him being tight end number one. Hmm. Right? Yeah, 100%. You know, we look at the 2021 season, they brought back Farrell Brown because Farrell Brown had a good 2020 season. When we look at the 2020 season, they brought back Darren Fells because he had a good 2019 season. And it never seemed like at any point Jordan was their top guy at tight end. And so I hate to say it, but I do think that Houston moves on from Aikens. He was a guy that I liked for Houston. 
But moving forward, you have this athletic, speedier, a more vertical threat of a tight end in Revan Jordan. I think Houston desperately needs to add a real blocking, dynamic tight end. And I don't think Jordan Akins fits in this mold, uh, fits in rotation for Houston moving forward. Hmm. And I'm John from Sports Guy Hickman. Follow us on Twitter at Locked On Texans. Follow me on Twitter at John underscore Hickman 12. Follow, like, comment, subscribe, everything you can do on YouTube. We're about 250 subscribers away from 1K. So go ahead and head to the YouTube page. Again, Locked On Texans, comment, subscribe, and like as well on there. And as always, I'm your host, Cody Davis. Please remember to follow me on Twitter at Cody Davis underscore 24. Once again, that's Cody, C-O-T-Y-D-A-V-I-S underscore 24. Until next time, ladies and gentlemen. Peace.